0: Well, hello, everybody. Uh, Thank you for joining another edition of Already His Workmanship podcast. Today is going to be Logan, myself, Todd. Um, uh, It's been like a week or two since uh, Logan and I talked to vacations and all kinds of busy stuff with family schedules for everybody. So um, we're we're here again today. So, hi, Logan.
1: Hey, good morning.
0: So, uh, you know, Uh, We've done all this work. We spent a lot of time in the past, like, what, five or six podcasts going through spiritual inventory. And today, um, I really believe it's time to wrap up uh, being in the spiritual inventory. And and, uh, this is the encouragement podcast to finish it up, right? So, um, you know, when I first did my very first uh, inventory, it probably took me seven or eight months. And finally, um, my like friends, like my, my like accountability guys and my sponsor were like, it's just time to get it finished. I went and blitzkrieg through it and finished. Like I probably had like six or eight pages and they're all the really big, hard stuff. And then like in a 12 hour or 10 hour session, I just went through all the rest of it and got done right away. Right. Um, so I get done so I can continue moving forward. Um, but this is a place that I know people get stuck and get stuck a lot in this, like, oh my gosh, feeling everything and into this spiral of like, I uh, can't do anything right, right? When um, in my life, I found that when I started pulling the thread on my veneer for myself and denial about like how good a person I was and started seeing how bad a person I was, it was like a gaping hole that could just suck me in, right? And just stay there. Um, but God doesn't want me to stay there. Um, he wants me to get well. And, you know, the first time I went through the steps, you know, I got the really, really big chunk stuff done and a toy totally changed my life. And the second time I went through the steps, um, it continued to improve my life. And then eventually I got to the point where I was doing stuff on a daily manner and taking care of stuff in a daily manner. And there wasn't a lot of issues. Um, but that was like, relentlessness to it um yeah so that that would be my encouragement uh, there that like hey um it's time to finish it up and move forward so um
1: okay uh, actually, oh, that yeah go ahead uh, the you know it just to me, it just brings, brings up, uh, I mean, there's a there's a famous verse, right? Galatians 5.1 says, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. And so a lot of people read that, but then later on in that text, down in 13, it says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another the whole law is fulfilled in one word you shall love your neighbor as yourself and so to me it, it it brings up that that um this is for freedom it was for freedom that we were set free and then and then and then gives us a a purpose right uh, you know so there's a reason we do this hard work um you know we it's not just I mean that we do it because it's it's good for for us to do for our own experience but really the the purpose of it is is fulfilled right there. It says, but through love, serve one another and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So really doing this hard work of the spiritual inventory and, and, and getting to a a healthier place, we are able to, to serve one another. We're able to love one another in a, in a, in a, in a deeper way, in a more effective way. And so to me that, that it's good because it's, it's really hard work to do. and, And, and then so you can go like, Oh man do i really want to do this but you know there's it's not just us who benefit. i guess is my point it's it's those that are around us it's our families it's our friends it's our communities our neighbors they they all benefit from us being in a place where we have we can give out so
0: yeah yeah um you know i think the first thing i should i started working on uh after i got done with this, this the the um inventory and I started doing other things was the the um became immediately clear to me that I like had the inability to do what I said I was going to do like I was completely incapable of doing that I never did and that became that was like a really that was a thing that was like really toxic in my marriage and destroying my marriage and that became like the first thing I started to really earnestly work on that wasn't uh not looking at porn or not drinking. It was that. Not like that character defect became the first one that I started working through and and doing stuff. But it came directly out of the the stuff that I did in the inventory of that realization of it, right? So um yeah, and, and it was just great to get that done. It took years to get it right, but um, it's the time to start working on the the next round of hard work is like, okay, what do I do about all this stuff that I just wrote down, right? Um, and I know like, um, like it's super easy to get stuck, right? It's just super, super easy to get stuck. And I hear people talk about it all the time. And one of the things I remember you saying when you get stuck is like, you know, typically when we get stuck, it's like, okay, I'm not hearing from God either right now. Nothing's really working. I've, I'm just stuck here. And I've heard you say it a bunch of times. It's like, well, if you're stuck and you're not hearing from God, just go back and do the thing he told you to do before. Like, that still holds, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, I know when I get stuck, it's like, oh, like, I need to start my guide to this again, right? And I'll sit down for 10 minutes and write out all the stuff or think about all the things on the walk. I'm grateful for, and all of a sudden, boom! Everything turns around, and I'm unstuck again. Um, like this, just this is the place to get stuck really easy, right? And yeah. um that, that's why God said so many things to get people unstuck, right? Like almost every parable I've read is about like getting a person unstuck, right? Um, the prodigal son is about trying to get the good son unstuck yeah right um it's so all about like fifty, fifty other things <laughs> <but> like <laughs> yeah the underlying story for getting unstuck is like the, the the old son there getting unstuck right the um conversation Jesus had uh with Nicodemus was trying to get Nicodemus unstuck right the 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 rich man that he had a conversation with is trying to get him unstuck right um because he like worshiped money more than anything else right Mm -hmm. and so he had to you know like it was the diagnosis of like your worship of money is like a cancer that you have to get rid of because it wasn't everybody he told to give everything away um that guy had to in order to be able to serve jesus right and so you know There's going to be some revelations that you know in this situation where um you all are in that um god's almost certainly already told you if you've done this writing down work or thought about it and meditated on it um like what you're supposed to give up what you're supposed to stop doing what you're supposed to be doing different like it's almost already been told to you right but it's like it's always something like, oh, no, man, I'm not doing that, right? Like, my, my, my early years in recovery, I was definitely Jonah. Was like, oh, no, man, I'm not doing that. And having this, like, long-term wrestling argument with God, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. And, and much like uh, uh, Jacob becoming Israel, like, every time I did that, I would have a limp for a long time, right, after I wrestled with God until it was finally submitted and went forward with what he was asking me to do um there's always that portion to it right so um it's so easy to happen at least for me Uh, i just know i've gotten stuck so many times um so some of the language that that i've talked about here already is the language that gets you stuck all right for my for myself the first thing that gets me stuck is um the if only statements right if only my wife would do x right or it be might be seller and you may not be if only in your mind to be like i can't believe my wife is doing that Why would she do that to me or <laughs> like why would my employer do that that's terrible like or any of those things where the situation we are in, and you blame an external person for it uh is is an only if or if only if only this person would do this uh whenever we're blaming another person for our situation, we're stuck hopelessly
1: mm-hmm. yeah the <laughs> that's funny you bring that up the um well, i was just uh, just thinking as uh, as you were as you were talking i I think uh, I'm, I'm not sure who told me that originally but that you know a lot of times we we get stuck and we like lord what's your what's your next step for me you know where where do you need me to go and you know I kind of think about him sitting back there going well I've, I've already told you what to do you know and if I, I'll tell you uh, you know I gave you your marching orders and then if it changes i'll let you know um but you know, and then, the, you know, maybe he's just asked, he's just wondering if, if we'll just be faithful with the last thing that he gave us. Um, if we'll just be faithful to, to continue to, um you know, to do the things that he's called us to do. And a lot of times that's a hard thing. And we, we want a new, we want new orders, but no, we, we have to faithfully, faithfully do, you know, what he's called us to do before, you know, he's going to, he's going to give us something new to do. um And, and, the other thing is, is that I think a lot of times when we do get stuck, we, um, you know, we're thinking, you know, Lord, I've, 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 uh, I've, I feel like I've learned what you want me to learn, but then we also have to take to take into consideration, kind of blow our view up a little bit and go, you know, what if it's not just all about me? You know, I've, I've been, I've been, in, you know, stuck in this, uh, I feel stuck, you know, in, in, in a, in a phase because, you know, at work. Where you know I'm like, man, Lord, like move me on. I, I want to do something different. But and I think to myself, like, well, what's the, you know, I feel like I've I've learned what he needs me to learn. But what about the other people in my life who are impacted by what I do? Um, what about the other people in my life who are seeing me and observing me go through a tough time? Like, it, it can it be about that uh, about them seeing even the way I'm handling it? And seeing me be faithful, and you know, continue to be faithful. Though I, I'm, I struggle with that, you know, on a daily basis, being faithful. Um, but you know, being faithful and and persistent, and continuing to do, or continuing to be where God has me, without, without, you know, taking matters into my own hands. And so, I, I think sometimes there's that that other perspective too that we don't realize is that we are observed. Um, There are people in our lives who, who see us. And, you know, for me, it's my, it can be my kids, it can be, you know, some, my, my wife, it can be, you know, some of my close friends, you know, what are they seeing in, in because they know that I'm, you know, I'm in a, I'm I'm in a tough place. What are they seeing? What are they observing? And, you know, how, what's my testimony through it as well? And so there's, there's always those other perspectives where sometimes you can get, we can get stuck in, I can get stuck in my own self-pity of Lord, like, why are you doing this to me? And it could very well be for the benefit of somebody else. Um, And so there's, there's that as well to, to see us struggle and to see us have victory and, you know, be persistent with what God's called us to do.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking about how you came into my life like two and a half years down the road you're on right now. Right. I was doing the job and God had taken away all satisfaction from it. And I had this existential crisis going on like every day. Right. And we talked, you like you're one of the reasons why I was able to get through that in a healthy space, right. In a healthy way. I just remember so many of the conversations we had in that, Time frame. It wasn't all of them, but man, it sure was a pretty often thing where I had that conversation with you. Like, oh man, I am, I'm beyond miserable today, and mm-hmm. I'm stuck, right? And uh, God just saying, like, hey, there's there's going to be something there. I have a plan, but you're you're here right now, and this is where I want you to be. And like, I pray that yours isn't as long as mine. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you're right like um like I just see it even in our relationship how how my just like going through that battle every day with you um and trying to stay faithful when everything was so hard mm. um like it was just Like I received so much blessing in my life, but I also saw you get tons of blessing out of it too. Right? And then you made the same decision I did, which didn't make much sense to me. And that only had to be a God thing after seeing me go through it for a few years. Um, But anyway, it's um, this thing that is, uh, I don't know, like God gets us into these spaces, right? That are highly uncomfortable we feel stuck and the only way we can get through them is to rely on him right and so this is why i talk so much about step one of like coming to realization that i'm not god and that i have to rely on him to get through my life every day um because once you start doing this we um uh, um we end up having some problems right that we can't get over so um yeah and so it's just like how can we move forward with that well so um so circling back into what we're doing right now which was this inventory thing um like yeah i'm just i don't know i'm gonna try to figure out the like, correct words to give you guys to like get finished right like this is where relationships that we'll start talking about next week come in again like having a sponsor having a strong accountability partner having a person that you trust like help you move through this having uh moving through it with other people this is this is where this becomes a key right even though this is a podcast my my whole prayer for this podcast is to connect people together to move forward so you can receive the blessings of god um because we can't do it alone right we need other people to get through it with us
1: yeah the you know there's there's a there's there's a time where um we're going to have to step forward even when when we don't necessarily feel prepared to do that you know we think i think we sometimes we overestimate how much our life needs to be together in order to be in order in order to make progress. And a lot of times I see that I see that where even when people are stepping out into a place where they're gonna um you know, in, in my church we see that like, you know, when somebody somebody's like, Well, you know, I, I don't know that I have anything to give anybody else. You know, I, I just got through this tough thing and you know i think we 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 feel comfortable when it's like well you know i, I want to have a, a high degree of mastery of this before i feel like i have anything to give anybody else but uh, the what we do is we're making that determination based on just our own ability when we go well oh you know do i want to you know I'm, I'm thinking about you know getting getting some guys together for coffee so we can talk through some stuff well but you know i i'm just barely through it like who, who am I, you know, but it's like, what we do is we discount the power of the Holy spirit too. Um, yeah. that, that the Holy spirit is really who comes in to fill that gap. Like when we, when we give our lives to Christ, um, one of the amazing things and we don't talk about it enough is that, you know, we are empowered. This says, you know, I, I'm going to send a, a helper, um, you know, who you will do even greater things than I, than I've done. And we, we evaluate things from a perspective of, the the natural when we're called to live in a supernatural way um it it was interesting last night we um and i'm not sure how this relates but i just really stirred to share it we we had this little get together at our house um this group was coming through town and they're they're called california will be saved and they're they're a uh um It's just a, you know, it's a worship group that, you know, that really just is kind of traveling around California and they're just meeting in uh, at beaches and, and in public places and in people's homes or whatever. And it's just, there's a, this purity of it, which is they just, they're worshiping and then, you know, they're just preaching the word and, you know, and the, these, there's these two guys that are kind of leading this thing. And, um, I love the, the, the perspective of one of them because like, he's, he's like just come out of. Um, you know, really just, you know, he, you know, he had, he got saved when he was, you know, 16 or something like that, and then walked away from the Lord for a long time. And then, you know, not a long time, but he's just a young guy. So probably a long time for him, so you know, three or four years. And then just recently he just felt a stirring for the Lord to come back and to do this thing. And there's a tendency I can imagine in his mind to be like, dude, I'm, I'm like a year away, away from just being a total, you know, living deba- debauchery and all this stuff. But now God wants me to go do this. It's like, oh, no, I, I need I need some more time. Like, I need some more time, you know, for my track record or whatever. It's like, no. And the Lord is like, no, I want you to do this right now. You know, I'm bringing a revival. And I want you to go out and do it right now. And there's just some times where we just have to move and trust that the Lord is going to provide what is necessary. And they're having a huge impact. And through the obedience of this guy, you know, these two guys, but especially this one guy uh, who, you know, many people would be like, oh man you know like that guy's you know he's not perfect he's not qualified like great the lord loves un- unqualified people
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> See, Tamara, for
1: unqualified people to remain humble
0: <laughs> we're always unqualified no matter always. how long our trash our track record of performance is we're always unqualified i am only one decision away from being back into the battery of my life before I started doing this work. I'm only one decision away from it. So I am not far removed from it, mm-hmm. right? And even though I have years of sobriety, more than a decade of sobriety, like I'm still just as close to making a botrous, terrible decision in my life that would destroy my life uh, as I was a decade ago, right? I, I'm still just one bad decision away i put a lot of structure in my life like you're know, you one of them that like but i know flat out if you know you find out i've done something stupid you'll come find me and Mm -hmm. take me back home and like be there for me as i face the consequences of my actions um so i've done a lot of structure to make sure i have people around me like that, that that are like hey you know i'm here through you for anything um at the same time like I just have to be vigilant about that right I'm still I'm still only one decision away right so um like that's a that performative nature of of thinking is a trap right because then we start thinking like oh we always have to perform and then we start you know stop relying on God again because all we're trying to do is perform and like present this amazing thing forward right but the truth is it's it's just always right there right it's it's this is there right now today and so I just always have to treat it that way otherwise I'm going to like hurt and harm people um and I I don't want to do that um but my simple nature for sure does right um and yeah so I have to keep on like doing that so man if you're if you just started getting through into this work and just started like you have like five days of not doing something that's like five days that's like that's just as much as a miracle as a thousand days or three thousand days right like five days is an absolute miracle and you just have to like realize that that is an absolute miracle one day is an absolute miracle and it's just you know hey waking up again tomorrow and engaging in the miracle again that's how you just get a ton of them together chained together but it's not um you know that that thing there right and like i've known a lot of people that have had 10 15 20 25 years of sobriety and got prideful and then they're just boom are they're, they're gone they're off the rails again come back into the rooms like five years later and you know they kids won't talk to them anymore they lost their business they lost their family like and they're just alone and broken again and they're like oh yeah i'm like i destroyed everything again and i have to start this whole thing over entirely again and then they get well and god restores them again because that's what god does it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) the the most amazing thing right number of people i've met that have had that story of god restore me i had all this amazing things it was astonishingly good and then i destroyed it all again and then i turned back to god and he restored everything again like it's like just so ridiculous right like Mm -hmm. uh the faithfulness of god i've seen like like the the reason why I go and I do this stuff and I talk about this stuff all the time is because then I get a front row seat to God performing miracles over and over and over again. It's the biggest blessing in my life. My my life's blessings are abundant beyond all belief. But the, the number one thing that overshadows everything is that I get a front row seat to people going through hard times and being rescued by God over and over again. That's just so cool. Right. And I don't know, that that's that's the other encouragement thing of like, why do you get unstuck right now? Like you I want you to get unstuck because you are a walking miracle that is going to have these miraculous things happen to you. And someday I'll meet you in the future and you'll be like, Oh, I've been listening to your podcast, right? And so there's at least one person listening right now that that's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. too i'll be like hallelujah because that's that's why we're doing this right is to get to one person that's way out in the boonies that that needs to hear it right so um yeah so getting unstuck there um other things that help me get unstuck are you know relationships that that helps me get unstuck and stay unstuck um and just being around there and then uh the other thing that always gets me is just that confession of where i'm at today right so logan has gone through this many times where i've just came in and just like dumped like oh my god i'm so miserable today because of these four things and then i look up and like logan's crying he's like stop making me try that's
1: <laughs> yeah, happened, happened a few times absolutely
0: <laughs> um
1: Increasingly and, more so yeah. as the years go by for some weird reason. Yeah. <laughs> I always find um, myself crying these days.
0: But I, I can't speak to your experience of that. But every time that's happened for us, my perception is, is like, oh, Logan was going through a very similar hard time, very similar thing as I was going through at the same time. And I just like woke up all the stuff of him trying to avoid it because I was like, oh my gosh, it's terrible. So. Uh, does that kind of your experience?
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There it's, it's, and you know, for my personality, a lot of times I'm not even aware or wasn't, I was very kind of blind to my own, my own feelings about the circumstances that I was going through or just ignoring them successfully. Um, and then, and then we, we would come in and, and talk and I'd be confronted with the fact I'd be confronted with, uh, not, not being able to hide from them anymore, which is, you know, I I was talking to my, my sons the other day and uh, he has a, he has a teacher, my, my son, Jaden, he has a teacher. That's, that's pretty tough. And, but he really has a lot of respect for her. And I was, I was kind of, um, I was impressed. You know, he's 14 that, that he kind of realized that this teacher even though they're 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 strict and but that they're the it's, it's still even said that they're one of his favorite ones. I'm like why? He's like well because you know it's like I'm learning so much. And it's like man I wish I at 14 I grasped that there are some people in your life that sometimes can put you in an uncomfortable place but it's those are the people that we need to push in and we need to maintain those relationships and we need to press into those relationships because those are the people that really are are, dis, are are showing us real love because they're bringing things to us and confronting us with things that are that are good for us but but they're difficult things and you know i can't imagine how much further i'd be in my life if i had i probably took me into when one, one, when i was in my late 20s maybe early 30s to really embrace and value relationships where people would really make me uncomfortable with myself, my pride, with, with, you know, dealing with things that needed to be dealt with. Um, I I avoided those people for successfully for a long time and felt great about myself. And then now pressing in and valuing those relationships. um, You know, sometimes when I speak, people go like, Logan, you know, like, why are you always talking down about yourself? And it's like, I'm I'm not, I'm just realistic about where I'm at. And it, and they're like, well, you need to stop doing that. Like, I I don't know that I'm going to, because I really, there's a freedom in just telling people who you really are and allowing them to see your faults. Uh, There's a freedom and a wonderful comfort to me of, of people knowing that, that I know that I'm flawed and prideful and, and, you know, but that the Lord loves me anyway. And so, yeah. you know, it, there's, it's an it's an amazingly freeing thing, and I, I'm I'm never going to retreat from that because I don't want to live with yeah. a mask on anymore. I don't want to live keeping up, you know, keeping up appearances. And so, it's there's a wonderful freedom to that. Even though I'm on I'm on no pedestal with anybody anymore, but that's what I guess I've learned is that life on a pedestal is a very lonely one. It um, is. You have to really make a decision in your life about whether or not you want to be on someone's pedestal or whether or not you want to have a real intimate relationship with them.
0: Yeah. And those people that are uncomfortable, right? They're like either A, they really love the mask that you had a few years ago, and that's who they thought you really were. B, they, they want to put you on a pedestal because they want that type of thing in their life because they didn't want to avoid their stuff, right? and so it's hard it's hard like um i'm constantly amazed that i have these friends that uh don't want to avoid everything right like i'm so thankful that you were like todd i can't talk to you because like you're you're bringing up all these things that i don't want to talk about <laughs> um i'm so thankful for that um because it's been a joy to like walk beside you Uh, doing those things right um and yeah and um like, like for the guys who are out there just going through this stuff or just hearing about these things the first time or like engaging with it it's this is the time where the work really gets started right like it's like and then we're still relying on god to completely get through it but um, we're also putting forth a huge amount of effort on our own to like do that engagement, right? Um, so this is going to feel like if you continue listening to us and you continue to do this work, um, you're going to feel like Sisyphus every day, right? You're going to feel like you're pushing out a giant rock up the hill only to wake up the next day and discover the rocks at the bottom of the hill again. Um, that never changes. I'm... I'm beginning to think that that parable or that story of Sisyphus was just like this ancient wisdom about life, about how life really is, no matter what, and or like like how the human condition is in and of itself. Um, the difference is, as it doesn't talk about how God gives you a yoke that allows you to push up the the um, rock up the hill in a manner that isn't destructive to you. It's a manner that is strengthening you and strengthens me and builds me up and gives me the ability to do more and to love more, right? Like I'm astonished at how much God just continuously increases my capacity to think for and love others, right? Um, that's just just increasing all the time in such an astonishing rate. Like i just am dumbfounded by it all the time um and um yeah it's it's this really unique dynamic right of um relentlessly identifying issues we have to heal from and also relentlessly healing healing from them not just staying like oh that's something i need to heal from that's an issue for me you know um That's the number one thing I hear from people who are stuck is there's a diagnosis, like, from a therapist or that they've identified what their issue is. Then that becomes the reason to stay there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I have ADD, so I'm not capable of doing that um i have ptsd so i'm just stuck in this place i can never get out of it it's just always going to be there um you know i i can't stop thinking about alcohol well you know what i'm 14 years sober and i think about alcohol god never took that desire away from me right i hope that you don't have that experience that i do um because it's kind of hard sometimes but at the same time i know what it developed in me i don't ever want i never would want that given up right like that desire to drink alcohol is a joyful experience for me now because it reminds me of how hopelessly um like addicted i am to my sinful nature and it gives allows me to once again like Turn everything over to God turn my will over to God because I know when that pops up I'm not turning my will over to God so it becomes a joyful experience uh for me and so um but it was also hard for a long time right so um the the things that you've just identified aren't excuses to stay there um they're the pain that God wants to take away out of your life if you just keep on moving forward right the, so because these are for sure chains and shackles that shackle us into misery, right? And an abject misery that has no point. Um, but once we enter into this dynamic relationship with God engaging our in our misery, uh, then it's misery for a point, right? It produces something good in us. It actually gets completely redeemed by Jesus, right?
1: Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the important things when people talk about identity and like not identifying as, as those things, because when we take those on as our identity, it becomes like this permanent thing for us, but understanding that our, what our identity is in Christ, right. That we, we, that we, our real identity is that we are sons and daughters of, of Christ. Yeah. You know, sons, well, sons and daughters of, 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 of God and brothers and sisters of Christ. Um, you know, that 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 is actually the identity that overrides, that overrides all these other things. Um, And so that we don't need to take on our, our, our failing. We don't have to take on our addictions as our identity. We, we can, we can allow that identity, even though that's part of us, that identity is overridden by this new identity that we've been given. You know, when God declares that over us, it, it overrides what exists. It's like painting over something, you know, and then you see the new thing. And, you know, I think there's always that temptation because all, each one of us is searching for identity. And if we don't have that really strong identity in Christ, we can take on these other things, these things that people have said about us, said to us, these experiences, oh, this is who I am. It's like, no, like who you are can be, you know, can, can be changed by the one who created you, who, who brought you into existence. He can stamp a new identity on us. Otherwise, we would just be what we are but he can say, no, you know what, your identity has changed. And that's the wonderful, that's, they talk about in the Bible, it talks about the old man and the new man. And that's that, that, that conversion that it's, yes, this is who I was, but that person went into the water and died. And then God stamped a new identity on me. Now there's some, you know, that new, that new person may still have cravings and may still struggle. Absolutely. But I, I, I'm, I, you know, in this time in our culture, we talk a lot about identity, you know, self-identifying. It's like, you no, know, I identify as a child of God. Um, yeah. And that, that's what I am. Um, everything Yeah, else. Not a I have this complex
0: on. identity where I'm like, I am a hopeless addict that has no redeeming character qualities at all that is engaged and continuously transfer uh, transformed each time I submit my will to God into something holy and pleasing to him. That is full of amazing and astonishing things. Um, I just have to keep on submitting myself to God. Otherwise I go in the opposite direction. Right. And like, that's just me. That's where I like, that's just who I know I am. Right. Is like, cause I'm, incredibly good at self-deception and so the minute i start thinking like oh i am transformed i'm i just end up doing it all on my own again and i'm not really transformed anymore right um and that's just my own like stubbornness and my own belief in myself like gets me in trouble all the time um that's just like I say that phrase that way because I become restless, irritable, and discontent every day, Mm -hmm. and multiple times every day. And it's always because I'm trying to do it all on my own. Yeah. And so that is that is the thing for me where I just have to always stay anchored in that. That's the only thing that allows me to be that transformed, holy, and pleasing like entity for God. Right. Like. Mm -hmm. And so I know it's there um and so i just keep on engaging with it because then amazing things happen um i just have to remember every day that like you know if i don't do it i'm just gonna be restless irritable and discontent and then i'll be like i'll just do it then it's it's better to remember that beforehand for me so um eventually i hope i don't do that every day and i can be more (laughs) of that transformed man every single day without having to go down that road um and who knows maybe it will happen um that's also okay right we're we're that old man is always trying to come back to life and trying to destroy everything right like that is what the old man wants to do it's he's always there he's incredibly deceptive always trying to take back over and, and like whisper the like you're really a god Todd you really can control everything right so
1: the the zombie man trying to crawl out of the grave. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: So um, as we kind of come to a close in the podcast, I was thinking today would be a good day to start the questions up again. We haven't asked the questions because like the last like six podcasts have essentially been one big question, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, you know, who are you afraid of? What period authority, authority figures are you afraid of? Like, all these things so um so today my question is for everybody what are you going to do to get unstuck so and Logan and I will talk about how we get unstuck next week
1: so cool yeah, well, thank you very much it. everybody